Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Um, I first met my guest who's sitting here next to me. We're also coincidentally doing this on Facebook Live, so you can watch it and you can listen to it later. I think I met him in the year 2004 or five, and I was at a poker Pull game. Back. It was at a poker game with uh, Frank Ewing Sr. I remember oh it was in this basement. God, that's like Is that no, your I, house? No, that was um, Mark Lesneski. Okay, okay, yeah. so... I remember specifically, oh God, like, playing this poker game, and, like, at that time, I was so into ESPN, like, you know, it was, like, the oh, heyday yeah, of, like, yeah. Chris Moneymaker and all the poker, and, like, I was just like, I'm going to go in there, I'm going to roll over these guys like a shark, you know? And quickly, I learned it, it was, like, a small stakes thing, there was just change, and, you know, I did my best to, like, you know, make a, you know, a presence, but... That was the first time I met him, but what was important in the canon of my life was is that he was a fan of music, and when you have someone who's a fan of your band that follows you to different shows, supports you unconditionally, they become more than you know friends. They're like a family. Like When you see him, you're, just, you're ecstatic about the support, and as any musician knows, I think that you really can't go out and play week after week without the support of friends, family, and fans. So I've known him for the better part of like a decade, and uh, recently he has become... Um, Involved with Rotation Records, his passion for music, his drive for humanity is continuing, um, and I'm so stoked to have him here in my house doing a podcast. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, David Arajo. <laughs> you got it. We were man. just Thank joking before we went on that uh, we, we keep like my my last name's Cahill, and people they they say Cahill. What do you get? You get I, I get Cahill, dude. I don't, I don't, I've never well, said I'm Cahill. saying, well, what do you get for your last oh, name? Oh, you name the gamut, dude. Arajo, Arajo, Arejo. I mean, it's Arroyo. Yeah, I've gotten, you I've know, gotten I'm, so I'm much. I'm Polish, apparently. Arajohowitz. Really? You know, yeah, yeah, I'm like Irish like, and Italian, and people uh, just, they can't, they can't figure it out. Yeah. They're like, what, what is it? You know, but um, let's just get right into it, since we got seven people yeah. watching us right now. Let's talk about... What brings us all together here? Music. I can yeah. see there's some some music fans and some musicians watching right now. So, like, what was the defining moment in your life? And you can take us back to, you know, using the DeLorean 88 miles per hour. Take us back to the exact moment where, like, you felt your compassion for music explode. Well, that was really, really early on. I mean, do you want to go back to the dichotomy of, you know, the in the history? It's like, you know, from nursery rhymes to current day. You know, I mean, that's a long it could way be to that go. Way. You know, I mean, it, it really is. But, um... Some of the catalysts in my life were, like, um, I'll never forget my first concert with my good friend Dustin Jones, who I know is watching right now. Mm -hmm. His mother took us to go see uh, Pink Floyd, the Learning the Fly tour. Uh, That was, like, uh, Houston Astrodome, 1988. I mean, we were 16 years old, and Mm -hmm. we'd never really been to a big concert. And it was flooring, man. I mean, it was, every, and it was everybody, yeah, and it was everybody wow. in Pink Floyd except for Roger Waters at the time. And I mean, you know, and if you've ever been to a Pink Floyd concert, you know the mastery of what goes on there. I mean, not only from what the stage production, 1988. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, not only from the stage production, but the music itself, it's just absolutely astounding. And then, you know, I mean, I got involved really early on with, like, I love Led Zeppelin. And, you know, I, I forced myself to learn guitar on this, mm-hmm. like, little beat-up thing. And I played that for a couple of years, took mu- music theory in, um, in school, in high school. And I took, uh, I, I, was, I got really involved with it. It's like, like the only class I really, truly applied myself yeah. in, you know what I mean? Because it was just so yeah. interesting. And we really did everything from, like, Gregorian chant to mm-hmm. Elvis to, like, modern, you know, modern music. And it was really, really mind-opening to me because... What, music's the one thing that's the true magic left in this world. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're, you hear the old adage where music, where, where words fail, music speaks. Mm-hmm. And that's true in a lot of ways. I mean, you think like the first couple of notes of a song can bring you back to a memory or it could be nostalgic, it could be, make you sad or m- remind you of your family that's passed on or anything and mm-hmm. joy, elation of like being with friends or whatever. I mean, music, music is amazing that way, you know? It really is, yeah. So getting on from there was was uh, pretty simple. I mean, you know, just going out to live shows, seeing as much music as I could possibly get into me. I mean, I, that's pretty much my only thing I do. I just go see live music all the time. Yeah, you love live music. Absolutely, absolutely and, love it. Yeah, I was and I was. Um, that's how I kind of got to Rotation Records. Um, wait, wait, can we just let's yeah, pause real quick? Let's go back to Led Zeppelin real quick, okay? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm in a Led Zeppelin kick right now. Maybe oh, some, of the, some of the audience members out there have yeah. seen the show Sharp, Sharp Objects. I don't know how they got the rights to this. I never saw that. It's on HBO, but uh. they've got the rights to like all these Zeppelin songs. And you know how Zeppelin was always oh. just like, no, 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 you're not going to touch this catalog. Like yeah. she's listening to, in every episode, there's a Zeppelin oh. song. What is it about Led Zeppelin that 
like really gets you going? What well, was the initial like response like that they like in how did you feel well, when you first heard them? Who denies Stairway to Heaven? I mean, you know, and and if you listen to it, even if if you've listened to it for the first time or like me, fifty million times, it mm-hmm. never really loses its magic. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I remember that. It's funny you say that because. That was the first song I had to learn on guitar. It's a tough I mean, song. I, I right, and I went, you know, all the way up. You know, instead of using using basic chords, I learned finger picking, and mm-hmm. then you know the strumming, and then you know all the stuff that goes with it. Little did I know, I was teaching myself all the basic chords for guitar from that one song. But yeah. Zeppelin in its entirety, man. I mean, like, look at that catalog. I mean, even what's your, though what's your favorite. I mean, you can't really pinpoint it, but like, what's your go-to album that you you know you're gonna pull out? Well, let me put it to you in songs because yeah, that's I'm that's, down with that's, that. that's I'm yeah. Down with um, that. I kind of go that way too. Hot song for nowhere is one of my all-time cool favorite song. songs. Cool song, and, and yeah. like people no, are like, oh, that song really? really? Like, you know, yeah. but no, but the yeah. deep cuts are what I love, like mm-hmm. the Rover, mm-hmm. like uh, the in the Rover's light. A great one in the light, great too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like that, just that that synthesizer at the beginning. I just so I like all the avant-garde weird stuff too. I mean, I was just listening to what's that song on Coda Bonzo's Montrix. You know that. Um, yeah, Montreal. That, yeah. that like weird sound. I love that weird. He was just stuff. all over the place. Too, it's a man. shame that he got cut out so quick too, because it was yeah. just you know he was ahead of his time. Totally. I, I really like um, one and two. You know, I mean, good times, bad times. I used to listen to that school that song every day on the way to school in the Is morning, that true? like nineteen ninety eight. My friend TJ and I. Yeah. Um, every, it was like our thing. It was a cassette tape. I still have the tape. You know what I mean. I still have a tape player back here too. And I, I, I gotta be a honest. Cassette tape player. I love cassettes. Okay. I mean, I go to. <laughs> I just went to. Um, I just went to. Uh, I mean, I've got computers and I've got microphones that plug into USBs and stuff like that. But the tapes bring me back to like when I was a kid. Um, I just picked up Hot Space by Queen at the Rock Shop in King oh, of Prussia wow. yeah. for five bucks. Yeah. And like I have the album here on iTunes. You know what I mean? I can listen still, to it anytime I want. It still sounds amazing. But it's the tape. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And like there was this thing with treble and bass that they yeah. really can't get in digital presentation anymore. Like. Yeah. In fact, like some of the CDs or excuse me, tapes like would come with instructions as to where they wanted your treble and bass to be. Right. Nobody well, cares what, about it no more. But to me, it's like this like gateway to the past that makes me feel ecstatic to be a part of. I mean, I had records too growing up, and you know, my mom gave me forty fives and stuff like that. And but Zeppelin, though, like I discovered on my own. My, my parents weren't f- fans of Zeppelin. I, I discovered them when I was like twelve or thirteen. Really? And I was just like, what is this? Yeah. Oh yeah. And like that feeling of being like, oh, it happened. Like I was like when I was younger, I felt like, oh, it's so long ago. It wasn't really that long ago. Like in nineteen ninety two, like Zeppelin played uh, what Live Aid eighty five, you know, and they broke up. Yeah. Right? I mean, same thing with Pink Floyd when I discovered that catalog. I mean, that was. Yeah, I mean, when I first heard Saucer Full of Secrets, I was just like, what, dude? Like, what yeah. is that? Yeah. You know? It's funny that you say that cause about about analog versus digital. And, like, there's mm-hmm. this, there's this um, romance with that that, you know, people like, like look look at the great example. With, uh, what, what did Dave Grohl, which album did he just go analog with? He recorded oh, yeah, the he entire... Yeah, he did White, the White Limo's um, song was analog. Yeah, he did all tape. The, the whole album garage. was. I watched and that. I mean, and, yeah, and that, mm-hmm. I mean, that to me is like, that. that's a true test. Like, I mean, he it, didn't have to do that, but he did it the, out the of sound. passion. You know what I mean? The passion and the way that the, the, the way it sounds, yeah. yeah you know, the sound the really is yeah. important, though. It's just like, I mean, like, musicians out there, I mean, somebody wants to chime in on Facebook, we could put it here on the podcast later. Um, like, what can you imagine what Led Zeppelin would sound like recorded on Pro Tools? <laughs> right, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, just, like, yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it way, would yeah. probably still sound really good, but I mean, it wouldn't have that um, that tone. I'm sure you've seen that documentary. Um, it might get loud in here when they sure. he takes you to the mansion that they recorded when the levee breaks the drums. Yeah, and like in the room, you could just see and feel like you know, like oh, that's how they got that yeah, kick to be like that. That's why Bonzo he, sounds amazing. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah. Well, they not wouldn't that he do does like that. already. He, but, you know yeah. what's amazing too about him too is he played a lot just on the floor. Like they, there's yeah. a lots of concert footage where he's not really he's not on a riser, not on a riser yeah. and like to have that much power behind him, like not being really raised up, like you don't see that so much anymore. Like most, you know, drummers are at least on a 10, 15 foot riser, so yeah. they can get that type of you know loudness over the band, right. you know. But um, I, I could talk. Well, the twenty four inch bass drum too, or kick drum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that you know, it's hard. It's hard to find. I mean, especially how how fast he would play. Like you know, like he had such control too. Yeah. And from what I've read, he was also a massive party animal. I mean, he, he, a little bit. <laughs> Fancy the yeah. drink. Yeah. He, he enjoyed the drink and he enjoyed the vodka yeah. apparently. But so like that, <laughs> like growing up. Um, 
like so it was Zeppelin, like Pink Floyd, the other, sure. any other bands you want to drop? Monster drum? influences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and say what you will, but I, I've been a Metallica fan my whole life. No, I, I'm actually... I love Metallica. Right I mean, it was, that really does harken back to the days of yore, like as far as I'm concerned. It reminds me of me and all my friends from Texas, like cruising in the freaking car and, you know, going mm-hmm. out to, you know, keg parties and hanging out and all those, you know, thrash metal days of the mm-hmm. 80s, you know, which... You know, just it's such a great feeling and a great vibe. So every time I go back to it, listen listen to Metallica or go to a concert, man, those those vibes definitely come back. And I just loved their playing style. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so aggressive and in your face. And you know, as a young teenage boy, you're full of angst. You know what I mean? You want to get that release band, and get yeah. out. Yeah, you know to, what I mean. And you're to, so to be you're hopping around with all your emotions, and that was a great way to you know get all those emotions out by just you know banging your head to that badass shit you know they had such like cool art too you know like master of the puppets like just i remember like i was like seven maybe about you know when the, like uh, those albums were coming out like around i was like oh four sure to seven, yeah, 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 and yeah. i remember it being in the employment meeting mall being like that's scary you I know, know yeah spooky Why music a hammer Why and, and it's really blood, weird too is like for like our like we're we're just separated by a generation really but i mean like yeah. um I remember being so influenced by the art because I would see the art first before the music and then be like, I've got to hear that. What is that? You know what I mean? When the first time I heard Metallica, it was a weird type thing for me because it was like I was scared at the same time as I was listening to it because of the imagery. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I like, so, yeah. Ooh, had Iron Maiden. You had, oh, you know, like yeah. you had Eddie Killer. and like all that type of like like graphic. like. Uh, I remember like, getting um, the Killers album. Remember that? Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like, what band is this, man? Mm-hmm. Like scary dude with an axe yeah, man you yeah. know like, oh, you know it's crazy uh, Metallica I just recently watched uh, that documentary Some Kind uh, of Monster, kind of monster. Yeah. and I remember when they put that out I felt as if like oh uh, like that that literally is like almost the middle point of their career kind of you know like yeah. I mean, that was re- recorded filmed like what 2000 2004 I'm going to say 2004 probably is about right because I just remember that when they got rid of um, the one bass player got the new guy yeah they got rid of uh, Jason Newstead and they got and, Tr- and then they Robert Trujillo he's a killer Trujillo, he's as a bass player I'm a bass player but you know that I'll guy, tell you that, that's some kind of his son's really good too you know about his son right what's that you know about his son his son plays in corn no yeah is that true yeah the um Robert Trujillo's son. Yes, his, the bass player from Metallica's son plays in Corn because Fieldy or something like that had an injury and he had to go on tour. And there's footage you can go on YouTube and watch. Oh, I need to go watch him. that. Yeah, I had no idea. Killer, man. But yeah. Um, yeah, the 80s, you know, it's funny now because the 80s are like making a comeback in pop culture. You got people they, watching oh, Stranger totally. Things. You got uh, uh, Wonder Woman 2 is called Wonder Woman 1984. So, like, everybody right now is so obsessed with the 1980s <laughs> and it's so great for us because we lived through it but yeah. at the same time it's like I don't think people will ever be able to appreciate that didn't grow up during that time period what it was like to um, and this is a thing we talk about on the Bobcast all the time back in the day you had to work for your entertainment you had to like oh yeah you had to wait yeah. for an album to come out yeah you you, uh, you never knew when a movie was coming out there was no trailers that you could watch online and it was yeah, just like TV, exciting yeah, time yeah, yeah. I miss that like internal struggle of not knowing. You're like you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, like you would see a poster in Sam Goody, new Metallica album coming out next summer, and be like, oh, like yeah, 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 we gotta yeah. wait for that. Oh man, you know what I mean? what like, it's gonna be like? But yeah, now, yeah, like yeah. you know, when something's happening, at least what like too much know, information, too, too much, much information. Too fast, yeah, yeah. How do you think that the music industry? We're not. We don't have to just generalize it as a music industry because everyone watching knows that the music industry, you know, went to shit. But like, do you feel as if? There's still room out there for young bands, you know, like maybe somebody's watching this or listening to this who's like 17, 18 years old. Their dream is to strap on their guitar, record an album, and, you know, play the big stages around the world. Is it still possible? It is, but it's way more difficult. Mm-hmm. And, and and not only because, you know, I mean, first off, you're, you're competing against a bigger population than you did were back in, you know, 1988. But, I mean, um, you know, the days of the major record labels are uh, and and fat major record contracts are completely gone. almost gone, yeah, mm-hmm. if not completely gone. Um, <clears throat> I it, the funny thing about the music industry is what I am not getting is I never understood the raping of the of the artist itself. You know what I mean? Versus like, hey man, let's take this guy. He's really talented. Mm-hmm. Let's groom him and put him out there, and let's make him big. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they always took advantage of them. You know what I mean? If you looked at over the history, I mean, I mean, almost every artist can tell me, oh yeah, this record company, you know, raped us, man. All oh, that contract was shit, and we didn't get paid anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw hardly saw any residuals or whatever. Um, where. Kind of like, and I'm going to put it in and plug Rotation Records real quick, because that's what I love about Rotation Records. 
they're completely the opposite of that. And they were like, hey, look, if you're hungry, show us that you're willing to invest in yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, if you believe in your art strongly enough, that should be a no-brainer anyway. Mm-hmm. And then come in and tell us what you want us to do for you. And we'll do that. I mean, that's one of the things. It's very, very artist-driven. And I love that. And, like, you know, like, uh, you've seen the logo, right? Yeah. The little the little logo. Yeah, yeah. Um, the whole purpose behind that logo is what goes around comes around, man. Treat your artist the way you want to be treated yourself, man. That's You're really going to pay it forward. And and that's why the company's been so successful. I mean, they, they, they were only, you know, they were uh, it was an idea eight years ago. And look where they are. They already have two studios, monster freaking. Tell me more, tell me more about rotation. Let's get into that. So, like. How did you first get involved with Rotation Records? Okay, so that was, that's an easy story. Um, there's a, a great young guy. His name is Pete Canella. He's a good mm-hmm. friend of mine. Um, we call him the Millennial Crooner. He is, uh, does everything from, from Frank Sinatra to uh, Dean Martin and mm-hmm. everything in between. But, you know, his passion is definitely Sinatra. So I found out through my friend Kevin Burke at the Bridgeport Rib House. He was there. He sang. And I was like, oh, my God, who's this kid? You know, mm-hmm. He's amazing. And he's like, hey, dude, he's a devil dog just like you. He served in the Marine Corps. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, once a Marine, always a Marine, right? So mm-hmm. I could be happy to help out a brother. And he's like, Dave, can you help me do anything? Do you know anybody in the music biz that can, you know, give me a hand? First person that came to my mind is Joe Stiver. And I met Joe Stiver at Ribstock, like, I think it was like four or five years ago now. And I, I remember he said, you know, he ran a uh, company called Rotation Records. And I'm like, hey, there you go. Then I put a good word in for him. So the three of us had lunch. We talked for a long time, and I'm like, dude, we should, we should definitely do a show. And he had um, contact with the Harris Casino over in uh, mm-hmm. Chester. So <clears throat> he's like, so here's, what, here's what's going to happen, guys. Um, I'll make sure you guys get the room. I'll get a date, and then you guys are going to handle the rest. You're going to handle ticket sales, promotion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, um, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, dude. I've never done anything like this. He mm-hmm. goes, I know you don't, but you're going to do it, and you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. So it was literally... Boom, into the, the water. Best way to do it, yeah. You know, what's, yeah, right, just get into it. Just get into it. And that show was successful in its own right because, I mean, it was pretty much shooting fish in a barrel. Sinatra, Valentine's Day, yeah. Casino, you know, I mean, that, that's the formula for, you know, something successful. But you also had a no-name guy with a no-name band that no one ever heard of yeah. coming in through the place. So, dude, we were hoping and begging for, like, 200 people. But we ended up getting 377 people in the door that that night. And That's it impressive. was extremely successful. Everybody was very, very happy. And then that was it. Joe was like, okay, you're in. <laughs> you know, That's great. It was just like, you know, just by sheer, you know, me and my big mouth, you know, I'm just a, I'm, I'm just a carnival but you're a good, hey, man, good promoter. I mean, you need, here, you know? to be in this this business, you have to be a good people person, too. It's like uh, they freak. A little, little bit of that. I mean, the music is there, but the music doesn't exist with, like, the beginning of this podcast we were talking about. You need friends, you need family, you need people to support you. In other words, to get you to that next level. And without them, you really, you really can't. And I mean, you could go on Sonic bids and spend a whole bunch of money, but word of mouth and the appreciation of somebody who understands true art, I think, is really like what people need, especially in 2018, because it's really hard right now for certain musicians to to make a living at it. Because it's like they're playing different bars, and there's not that other level where they can achieve, you know? And it is funny how you it's said... It's hard you, to it's get hard, that next step. Hard, yeah. It's hard to get that next step. Yes. And it's funny, like how you said earlier, like, you know, all those great musicians back in the day, you know, they uh, they all got ripped off, you know? Like, uh, oh, yeah, I think totally. of uh, Queen's deal, and they wrote a song called Death on Two Legs, basically just giving the the middle finger towards their um, <laughs> their record label because they couldn't get out of their contract. Eventually they did. It's a classic yeah. story of every band, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this this looks really good. Let me sign this deal. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I just realized I just sold everything off in perpetuity. What does the word perpetuity mean? I got to go look it up. It means, <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. I'm in big trouble, you know? And, right, like, right. that is – it's hard. And it's hard, too, because, like, I'm a musician, but I'm also yeah. somebody who has an idea of the business. So it's it, you, it's hard to be both, you know what I mean? Like, you can't – like, you got to focus on your art. You can't be focusing on whether or not you're going to sell, like, a X amount of tickets, you know? So it's good yeah. to have support. So it sounds like Rotation Records is uh, a step in the right direction for artists who are uh, hungry for what they what they want. They are definitely the next step. I mean, mm-hmm. they are. Uh, that's what's so good about that that studio, that company, and everybody that's involved in it. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, and it's so family based. Well, that's what I love about. It. Like, they're, okay, so Joe Stiber's the CEO. Mm-hmm. His wife Rochelle is the you know pre- the um, PP. Uh, her son Tom is the uh, president, and then th- her other son Joe, who is 
a technical wizard. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's just such a great guy. Um, you know, and it's all family. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? So there, therein lies like, hey, man, let's, you know, th- we are really success driven because we're family and we're mm-hmm. together. And you really do, when you get a part of that, I mean, they really do make you feel like family. I mean, I, I go over there to their house, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, hang out with them and come up with ideas for mm-hmm. different shows. But touching back on the, on the stepping stone, you get these bands in here, like, and dude, I've seen so many, like you guys, man. Come on, let's talk about, uh, let me touch on Downtown Harvest okay. real quick. And yeah. I want to toot your horn. Okay. You guys were so absolutely unique and unlike anything else out there. And you guys incorporated so many elements that were like, really, no one else was doing. I mean, it was funk, it was pop, it was rock, it was um, soul, there was rap, there was, um, I mean, it, it was just, there was. I could not define your genre. Yeah, I, I, that, that's what I loved about that. And everybody I would turn them on to, I'm like, they're like, at first they'd be like, huh? And then like, oh, oh, dude, these rides are really good. And then, you know, your live shows were absolutely astounding. Remember yeah. the live live at the World Cafe shows were awesome. Yeah. The, the, uh, the long the long mm-hmm. tenure at the General Lafayette, man. Oh, those yeah. nights were... <laughs> I love the General Lafayette. <laughs> those were some pretty crazy nights, you know. I don't know who's going to listen to it, but, um, you know... Can't tell you about what happened later. You know, <laughs> it was just uh, it was a great time in my life. I'm happy that I was able to uh, to have those experiences. I mean, the General Life Fiat Inn. I mean, was just an oh, awesome such place. A great place, man. It was um, such a like a cool. What's up, Rocco? How you doing, man? <laughs> he says he's got a show tomorrow at the Pickering Creek Inn. Uh, that's rock bottom, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, his band Death by Bong is playing tomorrow night. We're a great band. They're awesome. He actually um, performed with us once at uh, the General Life yeah. Inn. I never forget. Um, and Joe Snipers there. He, yeah. He, what's up, Joe? Yeah. He, um, I, he came and he did this song. I think Overslow with us. And I have this one memory of him like going through the crowd with like a like a <laughs> like a waiter's tray <laughs> full of tequila shots. And uh, <laughs> while he's doing, while he's he got he got up there to do like a freestyle with us after the show, and like I remember, but they were like great times. Also, the band Downtown Harvest was very similar to, I guess, a mixtape from the '90s. It was everything that we grew God, up you with. You guys just incorporated you know, every rap, element. Funk, it was so cool. Like you know, a little bit of like hard rock and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, um, Jack Napier. I Jack Napier's good song. Love that song. I wrote dude. that song actually. So I'll Did take you? Really? All right. Dude. I wrote the music for that with, and then I wrote the lyrics with Tom. And that song literally is about what if Jack Nicholson decided to go out as the Joker. On yeah. the town, and he got confused as to like which character he was because there's references to Mars Attacks, there's references to Batman. Yeah. Uh, I think there's something yeah. um, as good as it gets is in there. So you know, <laughs> really? what I mean? yeah, 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 I like, guess um, I gotta listen to it again. So it was a really good time. Um, <laughs> the thing was difficult for us, and like maybe this can like um, this can have some sort of like uh, resolution. It's just like my band uh, almost um, peaked at a time when the music industry was just coming like this. We. Mm. We went to New York City. We tried out for Atlantic Records. Atlantic Records was like, wow, you guys are really tight. How many people are going to be at your next show? We did a show at the Nig Factory that night. It was almost sold out. New York City, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 And, you know, what else do you want from us? I mean, we've got the talent, but at the time, they just didn't know how to package things because nobody was buying things. And then, like, we had this period of time where we had um, uh, our second album, The Golden Dragon, the red one. I love that album. It was a great album. Great album. You open it up and you can order Chinese food from it. Real thing. <laughs> nobody's ever done that before. Yeah. Um, we, it was it was uh, charting on College Music Radio, and what happened was the Torrents and people out there. Mayor of Concha Hocken. Hi, Yanov. Yo, what's up there? Mr. Mayor, how you doing? Yeah. Mayor Goldie, your honor. Someday I'm going to be mayor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be mayor. Oh, Mayor Goldie Wilson. <laughs> we talk about that, Yannick, and I all the time. Um, but it was difficult for us because we were seeing that our album was getting stolen from us. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. How, I mean, it was a hard, hard pill to swallow because it was just like you put out all this time. And anybody that's a musician knows this. You do so much towards your craft. You work night and day and you tear yourself apart because most of in California yeah, we went to California we did a lot of work crazy. but in general for people who are out there who are feeling this way it's really difficult for an artist to put all their thoughts and emotions into like this craft and then like they go do a show and like two three people show up there's nothing worse than that and oh, I, my heart yeah, goes out yeah. for the people who continue to do that stuff because it's Play just for seven people, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, but you know what I mean? Like there's such great bands out there that have not yet been discovered. And hopefully with the addition of rotation records and other companies that can provide young bands or creative artists with the opportunity and the means to do so, they can have an audience. And now, I mean like, which moves me to the next piece of the podcast conversation. Um, tell us about the rotation record stage that was down uh, the parkway. 
Oh, yeah, the Chill Moody stage. So that was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember how Joe landed that, but uh, basically what it was, it was um, Nice Things Music uh, collaborated with Rotation. And basically what we did, we just did the, um, provided all the mm-hmm. um, uh, equipment, musical equipment, backline, PA, mm-hmm. everything, monitors. Oh, that was all your stuff? Well, you know, through... Mm-hmm. Um, through Bowder Audio, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, we still did it. You know, we still did all that. Help, I helped with promotion, and yep. then you know, met, you know, hanging out with Chill Moody was great. And then you know, giving a chance for my good friends, um, Featherborn, uh, my my buddy Danny Beisel, and um, and Brian Quinn to get up on stage and you know perform his amazing new music that he's go- just took off to Tennessee to go yeah, what, finish at Blackbird Studios. Tell everybody or he finished actually about that project. Yeah, uh, Danny Beisel was doing a uh, a new band called Featherborn, and uh, that was also. Uh, through Rotation Records, uh, we did the videos. The actual album was recorded at Blackbird Studios down in Tennessee, the very famous. Yeah, and uh, uh, he actually, Danny just left the other day to go you know, form the band and finish the band and possibly go on tour, which is oh, what wow. he's trying to do. But um, uh, yeah, that Chill Moody stage was a lot of fun. I mean, I saw some amazing acts that day. Mm-hmm. And then, see, that was just the other thing. And like, one of the cool things about that Chill Moody stage was they focused on Philadelphia-based mm-hmm. artists and Philadelphia-based yeah. artists. No one outside of Philadelphia no. played on that stage. No. That I love. Mm-hmm. And that's my passion because that's the one same passion I know that Rotation Records has. Live local music, within a 10-mile radius, we have so much we do. talent in this mm-hmm. area. And, you know, not including you, but, like, my good friend, like, I'll, i got to give props to Paul Hammond, my, my mm-hmm. dear friend, who is um, not only the worst and best neighbor of all time, and uh, he's <laughs> been my influence to getting back in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Paul, I definitely hand it to you. You definitely are the man. Um, he, uh, well, I lost my train of thought about uh, Paul. We were talking about rotation. Rotation. Movie, stage. Oh, and uh, local, local music. Mm-hmm. Local music. So 10 mile radius. Yeah. 10 mile radius. Yeah, local, local music. Um, and that's why, like, I love what I'm doing now. Like, I, I'm just now booking uh, bands at uh, Southern Cross yeah, Kitchen. Yeah, we just did a show. Uh, yeah, well, oh, dude. And something divine, Andy Manuel, you guys did a great job, yeah. man. So thank you for that recommendation, though. They of were, course. They were, they were great bands. Uh, you gave me a call, like, about a month ago to see if uh, yep. my band could do it. And, uh we weren't available, and they, these guys, something divine, I met them about a, a year ago, and pretty yeah. much they capstone, summarized everything we just talked about in the last five, ten minutes. Yeah. The young guys who just kill it hungry. on stage, hungry, Great. who want it, and who, Sounded you know, awesome. yeah. they'll just keep playing, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. Well, see, that, and that's that's what I'm driving about, live and mm-hmm. local. Um, I love what Southern Cross Kitchen is trying to do there. It's really awesome because mm-hmm. in, in that in that borough of Conchi, mm-hmm. what venue of all those bars in that There's area, never been one. There's never Correct. been one. Correct. Keep talking. And I'm getting people, a bottle. Yeah, work. and people people do I'm love right uh, p- people do love live music, and they're the ones that actually got the true format of nine to one, three sets, plugged in. Let's jam and let's have a good time. There's so a, the, I'm glad that this is happening because for yeah. the longest time, I mean, first off, I wish I had money. I buy that Light Parker building. You know the one that I'm talking about. Oh, the furniture place. I would, I would turn yeah. that into a, like a venue. And like that I would, would I would like to have. Area, yeah. I mean, like my idea is like okay, like so it's so hard to get people to go see music. You know, what I mean, it's you have to like know the band, but if you made it interesting enough, where it's like it's the vibe that's there that you want to be. Like mm-hmm. there was this place to, in Los Angeles called Spaceland that I used to go to every Monday night. They give you free admission when you guys were there. Yeah, yeah. and it was the vibe you wanted to be there. I mean, it, yeah. it looked like a spaceship. It had like awesome bands. You know what I mean? But like with Southern Cross, you got a nice upstairs room. Yeah. Where you can see local talent, and you know you can go downstairs and have some fried chicken. I mean, what else do you want <laughs> yeah, in this world? That, yeah. And apparently they got the best fried chicken out there. What's up, Ian? Yeah. yeah um, Is he talking oh, about Ian my Reed, mustache? I know, Ian. Yeah, he's talking about my. He loves my mustache, um, Freddie. But yeah, but we're going to be putting some some bands in there, we're, and we're actually starting to form a schedule, mm-hmm. and that's what we want to do. We want to get enough music in there and, and a, to to make a full fall schedule, like mm-hmm. all of September, all of October, and then once we get that up and rolling, and then you know parlay that into like let's just make this a, a go to destination mm-hmm. for not only just you know well, great food, but I mean for. That foot traffic that's in that area, man, you can expose all these great musicians to the audience. Mm-hmm. And it takes one person in that audience that has, you know, some mm-hmm. kind of stroke of influence in some way, shape, or form, see them like, hey, man, those guys were great. Let's see if we can take them to the next step. Exactly. It's, yeah. And it all happens. And, you, and how do you happen? Because you got to make it happen. You got to. You got to do the work. If you build it, they will come. It's true. <laughs> were, you at the, were you at the time that uh, Downtown Harvest played uh, Spamps on the top floor? And like we, I, no, that doesn't came. sound familiar. Oh my about. god! It was, what happened? 
I, I, I just remember it was the last time that any live music had happened, like, for the last, like, the, it, we played a show, it was way too loud, the cops got called, sound ordinance has happened, you know, like, I, I personally, I mean, I would like to take my uh, event, Top of the World, um, that I do at Whole Foods, um, I'm not doing it love there no more, um, same, very much love that venue, love doing shows yeah. there. Open air, um, awesome. I would like to take it to the rooftop in country at the pub. Good American pub? They got a rooftop bar there. Do but they really? I think there's a sound ordinance type thing involved, so it would be like acoustic stuff. And I just can't. I mean, look, I like acoustic music, but I can't play acoustic music. You know, I need to play no, the man. bass. You, you know, rock it out, dude. Yeah. But um, something divine, uh, great band. Definitely check them out. Pop up on their uh, oh, and search column there and see what yeah. they could do. Um, so like Rotation Records, you can also check out them. It's a uh, rotation-records.com. Here it is, right here. Yay! Check it out. That could be backwards. I'm not really sure, but you it know what? Is. You can figure it out. You know. That's, you know, with all this technology we have, we can't be able to get the, the camera. Record rotation. My hair doesn't really go this way. It goes this way, right? This is, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I wish know. I had hair. You know? It's all right. You look good. You got a nice beard. Yeah, well, that's what I'm compensating for because, you know, <laughs> every year it takes longer and longer to wash my face with my receding hairline. You know, are, that's are you going to the Folk Fest? Oh, my God, dude. That, I, mm-hmm. I don't miss it. That's another right great here. thing. Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia Folk Festival, mm-hmm. two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one of the greatest experiences as far as music goes that I've been to in a very, very long time. And that's because sometimes the music in the campground far outweighs yeah. what's yeah, on the stage. Yeah, yeah, and I it's just like that. you could be walking through and then yeah. there's a guy, you know, chick on a bass, dude on a fiddle, freaking couple guys on guitar and some guy in a, like in a gym bay. And it's like, oh my God, that's freaking awesome. And they're killing you know I mean? it, yeah. Yeah, they're destroying it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And doing like, I don't know, like a version of like Metallica or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, it is special. Version. It's totally it's, special. It's, and you never know what you're going to get, we're going to get, you never know what, what who's going to show up. Like, I mean, we've had amazing people show up at our, um, mm-hmm. our campsite. Like, Do you have a name had, for your campsite? The Fish. Yeah, it's okay. one of the longest running campsites on the, the Fest. Matter of fact, I, I understand As it started F-I-S in... F-I-S or P-H? F-I-S-H. Okay, cool. Yeah, Fish. And everybody at, at Fest, if you go to the Philadelphia Folk Festival, you know that big uh, antenna with the two fish on it. That oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's us. And, I mean, we've had amazing music, like Ryan Tennis. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. heard of him. He's He joined us last year. Ben Arnold was there one, once time before. He was uh, um, the amazing uh, uh, Jay um, – oh, God, don't let me forget Jay's last name. Jay don't Davison. Worry. Jay yep. Davison. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, man. He When he shows up and he starts Killer. to put his saxophone together, we're like – Oh, cool. <laughs> like, like you know something good's gonna happen yeah it's a really good time it's yeah. not too far it's just awesome. outside Shranksville um, I've been there a couple times yeah. uh, the one time that always sticks out to me is like I went up for uh, the evening festivities Ooh. and I had to leave I couldn't stay over I couldn't stay over um, so I had to leave that night and I got so lost at that was that Swamp Mill Creek Pike or whatever like oh yeah I yeah, got, yeah I know I what got, you mean that twisty turn, turning back there I was yeah, like yeah. out in the middle of nowhere the stars were so close I could almost touch them I was like I'm never getting back this is like before MapQuest or like you know like Google Maps and stuff Ooh. But Philadelphia Folk Fest, I mean... Uh, Red Porsche WMMR, thanks, buddy. The Muddy Muddy WMMR. What's yeah. up, Brent? I uh, just did a podcast with Rockstar Rob and Mr. Greg Legans, yeah. uh, the Comic Book Gurus podcast down there. It's the second time I've been there. Yeah. Love the awesome. studio. Um, but yeah, Folk Fest is show. unreal. But that's that's another one. Paul mm-hmm. Hammond, like, he goes, dude, you got to go to the Philadelphia Folk Festival. I'm like, folk music, me. You know what I mean? Like, really mm-hmm. wasn't like kind of like this. But dude, I got there and I was like... Like a dog on a chain, I was like, "Oh my god, look at look, what, uh, mm-hmm. seven stages!" Like you know, look at uh, everybody's partying, like ah, you know what yeah. I mean? Just so much mm-hmm. for the senses. And, and everybody's the same type of like you know vibe, and then everybody wants to oh have good god, time. dude. It's the land of yeah. That's why I want to go know? to um, Burning Man. Have you ever been to Burning Man? I've always that that'll be a destination. I'll I'll, I'll make it out there one day. I, I certainly mm-hmm. will. That, there's no doubt that I'll make it there one day because I am. You know, I know that it's so much more about. Music is, you know, of course, the driving force, but that whole community. like community vibe that yeah, they for the do listeners there, out there, I mean, basically amazing. the Burning Man Festival, it's it, there's no uh, currency. You bring stuff and you trade for the whole weekend, yeah, or, or the course of the Pretty event. Amazing. And then at the end of the at the end of the time period, you um, they burn this huge man, and it's like the burning of the man signifies the burning of like everything that's like a negative spirit inside your body, and that way yeah. you're, you're born cleansed. Re- you're cleansed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, do you believe in that stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I believe in it. I've always been like, dip, dip, dip. Which way do I go? I don't know. But something happened uh, last week, that blood moon thing. I didn't think anything was going to oh, happen yeah, yeah, to me. Yeah. But like apparently it has something to do with Aquarius. I'm Aquarius. Uh-huh. Like the day after, I was just like, you know what? All this negativity in my life, I'm just going to start shutting it down. I'm just going to be like, you know what? I don't want to deal with that no more. That's you what know, like I can't, I can't function. You know what I mean? Like if someone's, 
if you ha- if anybody's out there has somebody that's like stifling their creativity or like they're just they're always ragging on you it's not that you have to like be mean to them but you don't have to allow them so much to come into your life to to influence like what you want to you know your dreams you know what i mean like it's it's weird how that happens and especially with music and artistry and stuff like that it's it's hard for somebody to take crit- i knew for it's hard for me to take criticism you know it's like I appreciate the feedback, but I know it hurts because as an artist, it's like you're sensitive towards it, you know? Like, if you, were, you spend, like, a whole bunch of time writing a song and you play for somebody, yeah. and like, dude, that sucks. You're just like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's art, it's art pill as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but you know what? The, the uh, humility is where it comes in, and you know, like, it's, it's hard. It's hard to yeah. be humble in this business. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, because it's a, it's a very me business. You know what I mean? Like, and everybody's so focused on like, you know, I got to be the best. I, I need yeah. all eyes on me. I got to do that. And then somewhere in there, you're like, oh, well, thank you for the opportunity. You know See, what I mean? Like, how do you? That's a big contrast in in the in the oneself that you have to go through. You know, I, what I mean? really think that musicians make that mistake it's a mistake and it's a mistake that I made when I was younger that I now know like when I start putting together the top of the world shows that you know uh, on the rooftop I would try to get as many musicians as possible together that I thought were creative and like you know uh, good artists the one show you were at Paul Keene was there from the Pawn Shop Roses oh, yeah, yeah, case I love being Paul, yeah. like Downtown Harvest Pawn Shop Roses in the mid thousands were I wouldn't say in competition with each other but we both had the same you terms strong draws man. Yeah, you know, strong, strong draws. draws but yep. you know what I mean like I, I, I wish that, like, I, I knew then what I knew now, the old, you know, catchphrase, but, like, if a bunch of musicians came together and they all worked collectively, you'd be unstoppable because each event would be, you know, its own, you know, like, almost mini festival of sorts, you know? So something Divine, Slow Voice, all these bands that I would get together, like, my goal was to have some sort of collective branch of musicians that supported each other because, yeah, that's a, as you know, I mean, like anybody that's a musician out there, it's very difficult to get... It's hard to like, get your friends and family to come. You know what I mean? They've got... as I, Like I found as I got older, I just can't ask people no more because they got kids. They can't come out on Fridays. They can't do this. It's hard. But then once... You gotta get once, babysitting. You gotta get babysitting. You know, I was yeah. ecstatic to come to the yeah. show last yeah. Friday. You know what I mean? I got a babysitter. My I wife know, and I had so a great time. Yeah, that, we had a great awesome, time. You know, Thank I had, you. had yeah. a great time talking to people outside. Yeah. And it made me excited. It was the first time my wife and I had actually gone out in a really long time. But well, I mean... Is that um, true? We go out. Uh, we go out with him a lot. You like you know? each other, right? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, <laughs> but we just we like him too. So it's just like we've yeah. been, he's only two and a half. So we've had you know lots of adventures with him and stuff. We still go, to, but we haven't been to a show show in a while together. I mean, I'd go, and then he'd watch him. That's a different story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what I was trying to say, though, was like the more people who work together, the better everything's going to work out for like like something divine. Like I think Andy just said something right here. That's Joe sure is. No, that's what I'm talking about. Joe was, yeah, 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 I know. Awesome. Mr. Guy, he was one of my students. So what do you say? Uh, Andy Manuel just said, agreed the industry can't get too competitive. It ain't about that. Uh, Should be all about the look, huh? Yeah, yeah. it's very true. It's just that, you know, yeah. I mean... Good point. Come together. You know, if Rotation Records has a bunch of artists that are working together, they're not in direct competition with each other. They're trying to support one another, you know? like, And that's that's important. I, I, and I, I wish that more bands did that. I wish I saw that more. So let me touch on that. That's a good yeah. point that you brought up. Rotation Records, every year, uh, This was, I think this year was the fourth annual I tried show. To come if, to you, if you if, correct me if, if, I'm, if I'm wrong. Uh, they've done an industry mixer. And this past year, I believe, was the fourth year. Um, what they've done is they bring in... Everybody involved in the music industry, whether it be, you know, the artists themselves, you know, venue owners, promoters, um, you know, guys that are already in the music biz, you know, to come in and like do, we, we had like Brian Quinn come in, who's currently on tour with Candlebox, um, our own, our, our own in-house guy, Blake, um, Blake Winters, who is an amazing songwriter, who just got a um, platinum record with uh, Chris Brown and the... Um, Heartbreak on a Full Moon. Oh, wow. He wrote that. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty, it was pretty major. It was, which was really cool. I mean, I, was, I, I couldn't have been prouder of that, of that achievement for him. But they all come together and they all like collaborate and they swap, swap mm-hmm. ideas and, and business cards. And there's, there's been this weird thing where like people in the music industry are in competition with each other. Like who's making the better music? Who's got the great artists? No, 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 mm-hmm. no. Let's not confuse it. Let's not confuse it. Let's... This is a collaborative thing. We can all work together, work off of each other, and like 
you know, come up with great ideas for great music and, and, and come up with ideas for good festivals and come up with ideas for a positive uh, outlet for not only the musicians, but for the people that come and that are music lovers themselves, you mm-hmm. know, just to come and provide them with great entertainment. And that's really the, the key there. And the funny thing is, like, I love Philadelphia and I love, I've been living in Philadelphia since 1999, but you hear about all these artists like, you know, well, Danny rightfully just went to Nashville. You got people that, you know, go to New York. They want to go to Austin. They want to go to Seattle. Dude, Philadelphia was the Mecca for years and years and years. Gamble and Huff, man. You know, there's a mm-hmm. reason why David oh, Bowie nice. came here to, you know, record mm-hmm. with Luther Vandross, man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like this was the, this was the music Mecca for years and years and years. I want that back on the map. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know what? I'm going to go to record record in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I want to go make a record. I want to go play in Philadelphia, because I can I guess like over the years, it kind of became like, oh, well, Philly. It's just Philly. No, there's some it's artists. Philly, man. You know what I mean? Like it's definitely Philly. Tours. Yeah. So I mean, and and that's the the vision that uh, Rotation Records has that mm-hmm. I share with them. And, you know, for anybody else that's interested in, you know, becoming an artist or taking that next step, and it's great to play the, the, the bar circuit. There's nothing wrong with that. I love it. I go to the bar circuit all the time, and I see all kinds of bands. The Bridgeport Rib House, I love it. I love you guys there. The staff, Melissa Davitsky, who, uh, you know, uh, books a ton of bands there. I mean, that place is just a music yeah, so they have, mecca, man. Th- this is the first is time amazing that we've actually... On the show, the Bobcast, we've, yeah. we've spoken now about the Rib House, I think, maybe three, four times. Ooh. Lots of the artists who come here to talk always mention it. Yeah. You know, they love going there to play. I played yeah. there back in the day with Downtown Harvest. I love it. I think that they have music, what, six days a week? Every day except Monday. Why Monday? Well, just you need that day, man. Yeah, but Sundays are hard, day, right? You know? Sundays are hard, I guess. Well, that's too, why, right? yeah, Sunday's a really great you night. wake up. Well, I mean, but you Sundays think are packed, right? has been there, like Nate Watts. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. the, the bass player for Stevie Wonder mm-hmm. came and played there and did, you know, Superstition yeah, and Silent Delivered. On, I saw that on your video. Dude, that, right? was, yeah. that was incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Danny Serafin, the original drummer from Chicago, went and performed there, played with the Rip House Horns. Like, like, what bar is doing that? You know what I mean? Like, Nobody, it's a, a really, little yeah. bar in nowhere, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Like, why that place? Who knows? But there's just a, a vortex in that front room, man, and it just absorbs it's fantastic a- positive vibes and puts it back out. And they got good food. Yeah, they got good <laughs> ribs. <laughs> you know, um, onion rings. Yeah. Onion rings are good? I love them. I, I, I order them every time. That's why I'm this size. I love onion rings. Anytime yeah. I think of onion rings, though, I think of Tony Soprano. You know? <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. I just, I can't, it's like synonymous, like memory type thing, <laughs> like muscle memory. Like as he eats yeah. that last onion ring, he's going to get whacked. But yeah, it's interesting that um, David is a killer cajon player. This is true. <laughs> Thanks, How about Kenny. That? Ken Mondello. Um, Hi, Liliana. What's up, Judah? Um, Judah. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting to me that, you know, Band like all those bands go to the Rib House. They play six nights a week. I mean, the one band I still have yet to see. Him, I was going to have him at the top of the world. Is that large band, the the Hoppin' Boxcars? Was there like they're great, man. How many are they're there? Great. Like sixteen of them. Nine, if not ten. more. Yeah, I'm not I mean, good at just, math. And, yeah, they were. They were. They not, not only are they all great guys. Mm-hmm. And Matt Chiketti, I got to give a shout out to him. And mm-hmm. great songwriter. He wrote all that music. Like, yeah. Just he mm-hmm. he really did, and uh, he came up with it, the concept for it, the feel for it. I mean, like you know. The the whole hobo freaking yeah. train track, you know, hobo. yeah, that whole culture. It was a really, really great idea. Yeah. And um, Anthony Burns, who plays with them, too, is like, they invited me up on, uh, when we did the uh, parade in Conshohocken, we had, we did the um, rib house float on the Conshohocken Irish Parade. Oh, cool. And they were on the float. They were like, dude, just get up here with us and just, you know, grab a shaker, man. Just, mm-hmm. you know, join us. My God, did we have fun on that thing. Yeah, it was fun. just an absolute hoot. And they, those guys are just so much fun. But yeah, there's like that's cool. what, 50 of them now? Or, I don't know. I it don't goes know. from like 7 to like 50. That's I don't know how many guys are there. He, he actually, um, one of my first like uh, bar concerts was at the Ma- Mount Carmel Club in 1993. And Jesus. his band McAdam was playing. Who? They were called McAdam. You can ask him about it. They oh, were, oh, they the, were, oh, Match uh, Kitty, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah his yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He's had a ton of bands. They yeah. did a corn song. I think it was 93, 94. They did... I can't remember the title. I remember the baseline, but uh, I was blown away. And shortly thereafter, I became a musician and started bands. And you know, it, it was from small stuff like that that really got me going. Of course, MTV and oh, sure. you know, all, yeah, all that, that stuff. And when I actually used to have music, yeah. I wish they would. Why not just put it on? I mean, we got YouTube music videos. People are spending all these artists are spending what three, four million dollars on a music video, but then it just goes straight to YouTube. Why isn't there a channel? Why can't I make my own channel? You know, yeah, I mean, and I'm sure that's out there. Like you know, we did the like the Rotation Records did a bunch of videos for Danny Danny's new album, uh, the Featherborn thing, and like 
I, I was just thinking the same thing. I'm like, yeah, it'll be on YouTube, and you can go yeah. on there and check them out, which is great. But what's the fun but of how, that? how do you like? Yeah. Where, where's the format when we used to have it like on you know on a mix up like 120 minutes on MTV? I love 120 minutes, dude. Come on, that was yeah. awesome. Remember I used to that? tape it because it was on Sunday nights, right? Late at like, like, like yeah, like midnight. I wake yeah. up like uh, for school like on Monday morning and like put the tape in. Like, come on, rewind, rewind, oh, so rewind. They're gonna play these videos in there, dude. Like, and they would always have like the the flash imagery like world premiere, world premiere. Get all excited, you know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah, there's I don't get excited anymore. Don't get excited about yeah. stuff no more, and it's just like you know, it's a shame. It's uh, so the the process now of like releasing music too, like it's starting to change a little bit. Where we'll have the surprise album drop, you know, yeah. like uh, most recently we had a Jay Z album just drop like overnight for four four or whatever. Uh, Rock and tours have done that before, where they announce like on a Tuesday they release an album on Friday, but like you know, like the whole. Um, production of it. I just yeah, I miss, the build I miss yeah. the build up and yeah. I miss like you know the world premiere of a music video. Yeah. I mean, they tried to do TRL apparently again. I never saw an episode of it. Oh, um, really? Total Request Live yeah. and it didn't work. They were like, no, really? we're canceling it. We're just going to do. Which is team amazing bomb. that people that is that is that you think is that like a generational like millennial thing versus? Or did I don't we, know. Did I mean, just like, love there's, the old there's, so there's got to be a whole like subculture of people like you and I who still enjoy like the process of consuming our media in a way that's not like we don't like we can control our media like everybody right now can be watching us or they can turn us off back in the day you only had what three six and ten and you only had you know just a little bit of time to do something you know like that that's gone it'll never come back and like the scariest thing is too is like in the future like our like our kids like my kid will have no idea I saw a meme the other day. It was just like, uh, "This is what your grandma looked in uh, nineteen like uh, seventy four, and there's a picture of like somebody. This is what your grandma looks like in two thousand eighty when they were like twenty two. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to do that. No. Yeah, I, yeah, it's just so weird. It's tough enough as it is. That's what's going to happen. Jeff Benton, man, you know? my brother, dude, my fellow kegbuster. Thank you for shouting out, dude. Thank you. Kegbuster. He's, he's the Metallica guy, man. He was like back mm-hmm. in the day. We used to go cruise around in his car and. It's, there's a lot of conversation coming mm-hmm. out of that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but no, I that's fine. I mean, out. we can talk about cruising around listening to Metallica, though, if you want. <laughs> I mean, that's, Do like that's an hour program. Next time, we're going to do an hour with Metallica. Yeah, that was the that. best. I mean, I still do that, though, with my music in my car. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Jesus, yes. It's such an important part of, like, uh, not just the transportation, but the mood I'm in, you know? Yeah, thought-provoking. I mean, I, I listen to music every day mm-hmm. uh, going in, and I'm, I'm a big Spotify guy. I mm-hmm. like Spotify. I mean, if I'm, I want to randomly DJ myself, I'll go to YouTube and pick up mm-hmm. my, my music. But um, I like Spotify when, you know, they you kind of pick a couple of genres and then see what they, they throw at you, and mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. And you get some new music in there, bands you've never heard of before. I'm yeah. definitely into the new music scene. I love I love keeping my finger on the pulse of, like, I've, I've seen a lot of great music lately, like um, Anderson East. Mark Broussard, um, who the new guy that's coming out, Leon Bridges, he's got oh, yeah. a concert he's coming out. He's My awesome, wife likes him. Um, he's really awesome. I do the same um, thing. I have Google here in the kitchen. Hey, Google, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. What can I help you with? I'm good right now. Um, but Google Play. I'm like, glad sh- to hear it. Thanks. Um, she's always listening. Uh, and that's another thing that's really frightening is that they're always they're listening. Always listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true story. Like the other day, do you know? Um, off on a tangent here, as we do on the Bobcast, do you know Crave uh, uh, beef jerky? Have you ever seen it in, a, in a, a grocery store? Uh, yeah, I know it. Yeah, it's so good. Okay, I love it. <laughs> I love beef jerky. Okay, so like uh, I bought it the other day, and I'm pretty sure I didn't say like Crave beef jerky at all. I just bought it. You know. Okay. It shows up in my feet. Crave beef jerky, like you know, like on Instagram. I'm so just they like, must have heard you say they, it. They and hear it they, and then they send oh it to the God, phone. Dude. It happens all the time now too, like with um, whenever you're reading interests. So those, those bots are, that are picking yeah, up on so certain like, words and then they just there's, there's your commercialism. Yeah. I mean, uh, how do that's I get weird. that for the Bobcast? You yeah. know, as soon as you like say the word Bob, I'm Bob for apples. Oh, okay, great. Here's the Bobcast. You know what I mean? But I mean that's kind of frightening though, and that's very 1984 in a way. Too much information, really. is. Too much information. I miss you know the the you know reading circus or hit parader and be like, oh cool, I'll buy this shirt. But um, yeah, (laughs) maybe crave if you want to you know sponsor me, I'll do a commercial for you uh, on the Bobcast. Love crave beef jerky. Try it. It's really good. Yeah, where's the residual from that commercial? You know that. that I know, plug, right? right? See, I keep saying um, it now over and over again. Yeah, so but like but later you know, tonight. And we talk about too much information. Let's let's go back and forth on that because I, I mm-hmm. do want to touch on that. Um, one of the one things I love about going to the Philadelphia Folk Festival is you just unplug mm-hmm. and shut off. Man. It's good to do that. Yeah, totally good to do mm-hmm. that. Like, I mean, I don't even really carry my phone around when mm-hmm. I'm there. I just relate with people. 
play freaking acoustic instruments, mm-hmm. and you know nothing's plugged in. You know, there's no electricity on the site. I mean, we're we're running everything wrong. Everything's solar. Everything's mm-hmm. car battery. Everything's like you know, if we need some mm-hmm. electricity, and I think it's good for everybody to do that, dude. Like, because we're such a technological. Like, look, we could do this podcast. Yeah. We don't need and to go to a radio station. We're doing it no, in your it in your room. And like, this, this, mic, that, this is this is the good part of technology. But hundred dollar mic, yeah, get it on so, Amazon. And uh, but but there's got to be something said about interacting with humans and that human interaction and being able to just like, hey man, let's just shut off and look at mm-hmm. some clouds, man. Yeah, you know let's, what let's mean? hang out. Yeah, it's... yeah, totally, man. And I that, that you need that human interaction, dude. Mm-hmm. And in the world of too much technology, we need a lot more of that. I'm reading this book. Uh... The Art of Flow or something like that. I, I, I got to let you borrow it, actually. Uh, it talks about that, too, is that humans need other humans to interact with for, like, the greater well-being of, like, their um, well-existence, really, because it's, like, we're meant to socialize. Absolutely. We're meant to go out. And Absolutely. it's very easy for certain people to just stay home, uh, become agoraphobic, or, you know what I mean? Like, not necessarily go out as much as they get older. But you need that. You need to, like, be around people. I felt that, like, last Friday when I was at Southern Cross. Like, I met a bunch of dudes outside. Can't remember any of their names. You know, nice fellas who were young, who were, like, so full of life. And, like, you know, it was nice to, like, to interact with people. And I find that now it's just, like, it's all about, like, you know, let me check my phone. Let me check my phone. Let me check my phone. And I'm guilty of this sometimes. I'm very guilty of... um, Judy, if you're still watching, I'll text you after the show. Um, it's hard to put it down, too. And it's like, it's scary. Like, I went to the shore uh, the beginning of the summer. I turned off my phone during the day from like 10 o'clock, like not, maybe like 9 in the morning to like 7, 8 at night. Just no phone all day. And the thing that sucked about it is I found that, like, you know, if I missed a call or a text message that was important, I mean, I'm made to feel guilty about that because of not being available all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, where were you? Like, I was just on the beach with my family. People don't care about voicemails anymore. Voicemail. I I crack on somebody. Like, I know it's you. Ten seconds ago. I know who's calling. Text me. Unplug and shut off, people. That's what I'm going to tell you guys to do. Yeah, basically, just shut your phone off right now. Never listen to this podcast. Take your computer, throw it against the wall. Yeah. Well, don't do that. (laughs) I mean, like, eventually, I think that. Something will happen where it where it gets stripped from us, or if it becomes regulated. You know what I mean? Like something yeah. like, eventually there'll have to be some sort of. I knew for for a fact though that they'll they'll get rid of this because yeah. everyone's like this. You know, like I said, oh, I, I had to do the podcast last week with Richard Dean, and we um, were talking about Superman, and like the thing about Superman is like people don't find him relevant no more because everybody's so busy looking down they forget to look to the sky you know what uh-huh. I mean like, yeah, I like so that. like when we were younger you know you looked up and you imagined man can a man fly you know what I mean yeah. like in today's world people there, there's no sense of imagination anymore where that could be possible because they're so intertwined with like what's going on yeah. in somebody's Instagram story did you story. read this meme dude yeah you know it's I mean? just, like, you know, and it's weird too because it's like our generation both of our generations are using it but I'm also very concerned about the generation that's coming up The because like God, there's this dude, whole branch right now of young kids androids do you know who Supreme Patty is? no Okay, check him out later today on, on Instagram. What, what, what's so, so Supreme Patty, he's like 20 Supreme years Patty. old, maybe 21 years old. He has become famous for doing stunts online, but he's also a rapper who is getting millions of views on YouTube from this hijink-type jackass personality. Oh, right on. That, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. at the same time, like he, he's a rapper. Uh, he did a song with Scott Storch, I think, a couple of weeks ago. And they film everything, and some of the stuff can be... Uh, borderline inappropriate I would say but most recently there was a a post where I think he got like I know for a fact because I watched this story he was drinking that day he looks like he gets into a car accident that that night they film it post it and then nobody hears from him for days and it's just like all these young kids who have like you know 14 15 million followers on Instagram are getting paid from these companies to advertise products so they're getting famous through the product placement of technology what would they be like without it you know, like there, there, people who are what raised. What kind of with image it, are you setting? But raising yourself with that technology, like yeah. you, like from birth, yeah, all the way out until adulthood. Mm-hmm. You know, age thirty-eight. Like what? I'm so happy and thankful that like I was able to use an AM radio. You know. Yeah. Right. I'm exactly. Just, I'm, yeah. I'm scared of that. You know. You know the presets where you and you know the thing move over. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are good times. <laughs> Struggle. Yeah. So, um, how do we wind this down? We can wind this down by asking anybody out there on Facebook if they have any questions. Uh, yeah. We've got a couple of viewers there. We do. John any- McNutt. Look at John McNutt. My f- favorite guy. Walk- is he a musician? 
Oh my God! He, yeah, is he, a punk, he was in a punk me? band, right? Back no, in the uh, day? John, I wish I knew your dichotomy. You got, you got, I can know you him. confirm that, John? If you're watching, yeah, there's a know. delay with Facebook Live, so we'll check back in with them. Um, very interesting too that you're able like we're like I've done this a few times now with uh, my friend Kevin Quinn. Uh, we do a live podcast in his basement, and it's cool that you can, you can basically questions. do a whole show. Yeah, you can wait. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we'll wait for everybody. So yeah, Come you could do a whole show with like a whole Facebook audience that's live, and it's just it's interesting because like years ago you never had this type of no technology, dude. So it's I like in your phone, you know, it's pocket computers now. Everybody has one, you know. Am I guilty? Yeah. Oh well, yeah, no, I mean we're doing it right now, so. But I mean, it's good. I, you know, I, I, it's one thing I got to tell you, man. I, I appreciate you having me on here. I really mm-hmm. do uh, love what you're doing. I've listened to a couple of your podcasts, Thanks. and I, I love how articulate you get, you are. I love how uh, well studied and well versed you are. I've, re- I've always appreciated that about you. You are a studious guy, and I, I do like that. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, man, absolutely, mm-hmm. dude. You know, I've always liked you, man. So it's always been it's always been a good experience together. So having this come together and like mm-hmm. being able to and allow me to you know plug my friends, plug plug the music, and plug um, Rotation Records is really important course, to me yeah. because I I believe in what them they are doing. I have a strong passion for live music. I believe in local artists. I believe in the you know the guys that are really putting forth an effort to get out get their music out there. And I mean. And there's something magical about that. I mean, like, it's not easy to get in front of an no. audience anyway. I mean, you know, just just you know, get up on podium and do a speech. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a little mm-hmm. nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking. So, yeah. so guys that create, or even if you do cover of any music, mm-hmm. and to get up there and have that gumption and that and that tenacity to get up there and do it and do it for a couple of hours, mm-hmm. man. That's that's not an easy job. No, it's, it's not. really, really, really difficult. And for those that have never done it or wanted to aspire to, I absolutely encourage you, do not talk yourself out of it. Do it. Like, I didn't play guitar for, like, almost uh, 12 years. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, you know, pawned it when I was, like, in the Marine Corps and didn't do play guitar at all. Boy, do I regret that. Yeah. I monstrously. I, I, you need to have some kind of music in your life anyway. Like, even if it's just you're listening to it, you play it a little bit in your house, or you go out and listen to it live. My God, inco- incorporate music in your life in some way, shape, or form. doesn't mm-hmm. matter the genre because it is very good for you in many different ways, mentally, physically, emotionally. Yeah. It really penetrates on all parts of, you know, the human, uh, you know, mm-hmm. psyche and who you are, you know, so. It also separates us from the animals. Totally. You know, that's the one thing well, that we can be creative. Dogs like music, make you ever see them? Well, they, yeah, they do, but they, they like, can't strap on the guitar yeah. and do it themselves, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, if they that, could. I pay for that, I though. saw a chicken play piano once. Does that count? I do <laughs> see that stuff on YouTube. How great would that be? Like, all of a sudden, like, 2030, like, we found four dogs. Well, good, These you know, dogs really are the best yeah. rock and roll band since Led Zeppelin. <laughs> well, um... <laughs> In conclusion, um, I would yeah. say, though, that I've always appreciated you. Um, one of the reasons why is because my younger days with Downtown Harvest, even just your general presence in the audience would bring a better performance out of us. Get out of here. Without doubt. I know that for sure. Because That's just because of my size, right? <laughs> don't, don't say that. Um, so for anybody out there who goes to see live music, who goes to support local artists, and does it without asking anything in return, just the reciprocation, the, the process, the rotation, if you will, yep. of, you know, like, I'm giving you this, and then the energy. It's For me, it's all about, like, if I'm up there on stage, and there's no energy, it just, it doesn't work for me. You can feel me. that. No, yeah, it's like, it's like that, yeah. I don't, like, I don't even want to do it no more, but when I can feel, like, the audience is, like, energy, like, through, like, my four bass strings, like, it makes everything that much better. Yeah. So for anybody who goes to see a live show, anybody that supports you know, local live music or, or even in general, just like your favorite artists. You know, I just saw Beck for the fifth time uh, the other night. Oh, yeah, and, that um, was at uh, uh, Festival Pier, Festival right? Pier. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I've been there five times, you know, and it's like, it's like I've gone through like my entire What up, life. Dustin? What up, Dustin? Old school friend. So but brother. yeah, for anybody out there who, who um, has questions with Rotation Records, you can contact them, rotation-records.com. It's probably yeah. backwards, but hey, you get the whole picture. Yeah. Um, Come visit us. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you can check me out, www.thebobcast.podbean.com. Uh, we talked about lots of things today, something divine. Check them out. We talked about Metallica. I kind of want to go do a keg party now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I haven't been to a keg party in forever. I love that, dude. Solo cups everywhere. Come on, man. Old yeah, school, yeah. just bullshitting and having yeah. a good time and, you know, 
Yeah, and this shaking is fun hands and high fiving and you know giving bros. We used to do them yeah. too. I worked at Starbucks in two thousand real quick before oh, we started two thousand right. Yeah. <laughs> and we had this keg party, and uh, I got crafty with it. Like I think um, I, I brought the Vente cups and the Grande cups, and I charged ten for the Vente and five for Are the you Grande. Serious? Yeah, like oh we were too, you know we were young and you know like you know people were like let's do it you know but it was, it was a good memory. But yeah, keg parties, music, uh, Starbucks style. All that, yeah, Starbucks. I could take a sponsorship from them yeah, too. Right. I mean, as, as long as Dixie Jones, Jones, my number Dixie two Jones. mom. I absolutely love you, That's love you up. so much. She's the one that took me to that 1988 concert in uh, really uh, Pink Floyd in Astrodome. Yeah, that must be killer in Houston, yeah. right? Houston Astrodome. Yeah, it was an amazing I've, show. I've, dr- I still, I've actually I, been. I remember Houston it clearly. I, I've even had dreams about it. Like it's it really. I've driven me. by that place. Yeah, it's really it is something to be said about yeah. those special shows. You know. Yeah, man, they they resonate, man. They they definitely a ripple in still mm-hmm. water for man. me. It was if my first show uh, was Chris Cornell at the Bethlehem Stabler. You ever been there? It's Bethlehem, gone now, I think. No, it was a yeah. venue, yeah. It was the Super Unknown tour, but wow. we can um, chat about music, it seems, for oh, hours, no, we and hours, hours and hours and hours and hours. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going into an hour. My guest was Dave. Um, he's absolutely one of the finest individuals out there as far as when it comes to supporting local artists, musicians everywhere. You can find him, um, you know, at the Rib House. You can you can contact him here on Facebook if you're one of my friends who are looking for some sort of support with your music. Contact Rotation Records. This is Dave. I'm Bob, and this has been another episode of the Bobcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.